Hey friend, I'm Mike McCurry, the host of the Bible Tracked Echoes radio broadcast. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day and investing it right here by listening to this program. Before we dive into our Bible study, we're talking about how to survive, how to deal with your worst day. We've all had bad days, some worse than others, but there are times when you just feel like you got sucker punched right in the face, and that's what we're talking about today. How, how do you deal with that? And from a biblical basis, how can we not only survive, but even thrive? Before we dive into that, I'm going to ask you to consider going to our website, BibleTracksInc.org. We have a brand new reprint of a gospel track that we've had out of stock for quite some time. It's called when you meet God. It's a beautiful, almost, I don't know, celestial, uh, universal looking uh, front cover. It's uh, amazing what our design team can do. Of course, Austin Marriott's our lead designer. He's my brother-in-law and he's the director of operations here at Bible Tracks Incorporated. We're very thankful for him and all that God has allowed us to do as a team. But he designed or redesigned, I should say, this gospel tract. It still has the same verbiage that you know and love. Of course, was written some years ago. But I'd love for you to go to our website, BibleTracksInc.org, and order When You Meet God Today. Let me encourage you. If you don't know what would happen when you meet God, this gospel tract is for you. Or if you have a friend, a family member, a neighbor that you'd like to share the gospel with, this would be a great one to consider. Go to BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org today. In the meanwhile, go to 1 Samuel chapter 30 in your Bibles. 1 Samuel chapter number 30. We talked yesterday about what to do when distress conquers you. How do you handle that? Well, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 30, we're going to find out. Let's read the first six verses or so together very quickly. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verse number 1. And it came to pass, when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag, and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. Long story short, not a great day, but it gets worse. Verse number three, so David and his men came to the city. This was their hometown at the time. And behold, it was burned with fire. Uh, imagine they, them coming over the hill and smelling. They're wondering, what, what is that? I wonder if they broke into a jog and then a, a sprint as they came up over and they saw the city laid waste, just absolutely burned. And they're thinking, my wife. My children, are, are they gone? Are, are they dead? Am I going to find their bodies? What's going on here? And behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Now, at least they had some solace. At least they had some uh, a little bit of, uh, of joy in the fact that as of this moment, their, their, their sons, their daughters, their wives weren't dead, but they were gone. They were going to be taken as slaves. Verse 4, Then David and the people that were with him, lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. They cried until they couldn't even cry anymore. Continue on, verse number six. And David was greatly 
distressed. Have you ever been there? Maybe not in the same circumstance. Maybe maybe your family hasn't been taken captive or kidnapped, but have you ever been in a circumstance of life where you were just greatly distressed, where you couldn't help but cry? David was greatly distressed here in verse 6, for the people spake of stoning him. He was their leader after all, and they felt like they'd been led astray. And now they're, they're willing to consider mutiny, killing their leader, the man that they loved. His men loved David. The people grieved. Because the soul of, of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. What did David do? Did he fold himself into a fetal position? Did he, did he run away? No, he encouraged himself in the Lord. How do you encourage yourself in the Lord? Well, we talked yesterday about you'd be wise to remember past victories. I wonder if David thought about those times when he had conquered lions and bears and Goliath. I wonder if he thought about and recognized who had brought him to this point. He realized that this was, yes, it was the enemy's doing, but that God allowed it to happen, and that every good thing that had happened in his life up to this point, it had happened because God allowed it to. Continuing on, though, how do you encourage yourself in the Lord? We mentioned this just briefly yesterday. You need to rely on God. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 9. Turn there for just a moment. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse number 9. The Bible says this, And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in mine infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Rely on God, of course, the Apostle Paul, the author, the human pen, I should say, of Second Corinthians. He said that Jesus, that God told him, my grace is sufficient for thee. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Of course, it continues on, in all thy ways acknowledge him. When you rely on God, you'd be amazed at how much more encouraged you can be. You need to, of course, remember. You need to remember who brought you this far, recognize. But then also encourage yourself in the Lord, remember past victories, recognize who's brought you this far, and rely on God. How else do we encourage ourselves in the Lord? How else do we overcome those bad days? Second, I'd like to ask you to inquire of the Lord. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 30 again. Turn back there. 1 Samuel 30. After we see that David was greatly distressed. Verse number 7. And David said to Abiathar the priest. This is the priest. He's talking to God's man here. He's inquiring of the Lord. What does he say? I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord. He talked to God about his circumstance. What we talked about in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse number 5, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not into thine own understanding. In verse number 6, In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So oftentimes... We try to deal with distress or bad days or problems, and we try to do it blind. We try to do it with our eyes covered, spiritually speaking. We act as though God's will, finding God's will, is like playing blindfolded pin the tail on the donkey. 
Like we're, we're, we're wandering around with, with no concept of what's actually in, in the fog of life. And instead of talking to the author and finisher of the faith, instead of talking to God above, we, we continue and persist in being blind. Have you ever heard that song? Read your Bible, pray every day, pray every day, pray every day. What happens when you read your Bible and pray every day? Well, the song says, and the Bible says, you grow, grow, grow. I'm thinking back to opportunities I've had to lead uh, 250 junior campers, uh, ages, I don't know, maybe 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 or so, 250 of them. And we're singing that song just full voice, just with a lot of gusto. We have our, we have our Bibles in our hands. Read your Bible, pray every day. And then we get to the verse where we say, neglect your Bible, forget to pray. What happens then? You shrink, shrink, shrink. And we attach some, some physical uh, emotions to it as well. Of course, when you, read, you start sitting down, when you read your Bible, pray every day, we stand up slowly, we stand up, we stand up, we grow, 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 and we end up standing on top of our chairs, holding our Bibles up. And then we go into that verse, neglect your Bible, forget to pray. And we come down, and we're on the floor, and then we're sitting down, and all of a sudden we fall to our knees, and we're shrinking, shrinking, shrinking. Why? Spiritually, it's really just a figure. It, 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 the, physic, the physical action of the growing and, and the shrinking, it's really just a, 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 an illustration of what actually happens spiritually speaking. Neglect your Bible. Forget to pray. Why would you do that? Oh, maybe it's because we don't want to hear what God has to say. How can we talk to God? Well, friend, it's so very easy. Singing Chronicles, of course, written to the Jewish people, but I believe it still has some application to you and me. Singing Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray. It's amazing how quickly you can get a hold of God. When you approach humbly, oh, what a failing in my life. Sometimes uh, that, that arrogance, that pride, oh, I can handle this, God. I, I've got this under control. And then we realize as we run smack dab into a circumstance of life that we can't control, oh, all right, God, yeah, I need to humble myself and pray. The verse continues on, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Yes, I know we were not the audience necessarily for 2 Chronicles 7, 14, and 15, but I can tell you those biblical principles still ring true. Humble ourselves and pray. Seek his face. Turn from our wicked ways. He promises, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will hear their lands. Let me give you a little outline for that verse right there. You can use the word tears if my people humble themselves. Be wise to approach God sometimes with a contrite spirit. We need tears. Then we need to talk and pray, the Bible says. Then we need to tune in, seek my face. We're looking for an answer and then turn. Tears, talk, tune in, and turn. I'm so glad to tell you, friend, he is listening. Are you calling? You know, it's kind of pointless to pick up the phone if someone doesn't call first. I wonder if God is 
sitting there by the phone, just waiting for it to the, the, the prayer phone, not the pay phone, the prayer phone, just waiting for his people to humbly call out to him. Friend, please take advantage of the fact that he wants to talk to you. Think about this. Elijah would have never seen fire from heaven without calling on God. Samson would have never brought the house down on the Philistines without calling on God. David would have never killed Goliath without calling on God. Jericho wouldn't have fallen. The Red Sea wouldn't have opened. None of these things would have happened if God's people hadn't called on God. How to overcome your worst day? Well, we're going to continue in this vein throughout the rest of this week. Only two more days. Join us right here on Bible Tracked Echoes. Thank you so much for listening. Join us all this week. Have a great day for His glory. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tracked Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois, 604 a faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.